So we never really do this on a Friday, but there was some news and I felt like we should probably talk about it, right? Yeah, we're both about to go out, uh, you on a flight and me to, I guess we'll call it work-related things. So we're both dressed a certain way for people watching So professional, extra professional. Yeah, um, I don't know if I like it. But no, this is a professional show. At least we we aspire to be that, right? Yeah, um, yeah we got a couple of breaking news items uh, yesterday that we feel like they're worth talking about. One of them is somebody who we spent a lot of time talking about last month has made a decision on a new head trainer, Chantel. And we also have potentially a fight between two former guests of the oh, Madden story. Can you believe it? <laughs> a couple of our first guests as well. Um, yeah. So why don't we get right into it? Yeah. Well, after Ryan Garcia lost to Tank Davis after a seventh round TKO, he decided to leave Joe Goosen. And there was lots of controversy because remember the um, post fight, they didn't really have anyone around Ryan. His trainer uh -huh. wasn't there. Oscar wasn't there. And he ended up parting ways with Joe Goosen. And it turns out now he has chosen a new head trainer. And it's none other than the guy that everyone really goes to after, Derek James. <laughs> Everyone goes to Derek James after, right? Brian, what are your thoughts on this? Or they want to go to Derek James after. Look, we talked about this on the show, if he's going to go the Derek James route or if he's going to go a new trainer route in general. For me, it was more important not just to get somebody who's going to make him a better fighter, but could just help him in a lot of ways because that's a really meaningful relationship. Boxer and a head trainer and Ryan Garcia, you know, in theory, like he wants to do this for many more years right he's only in his mid-20s just scratching the surface of his prime in terms of age could be right and he still has the potential to be really really good as we've mentioned in the build-up to the fight between him and Javante Davis while it was great that both fighters are undefeated this wasn't going to kill the guy who lost and ultimately a lot of our favorite fighters not just yours and mine but a lot of our favorite fighters as boxing observers media fans etc have losses a lot of them for me, Felix Trinidad had a few losses. Miguel Cotto had a few losses. A lot of people love Roberto Duran, for example. He had a bunch of losses. Sugar Ray Leonard, etc. Floyd Mayweather is one of the only guys who didn't lose. Andre Ward as well. But for the most part, people lose. And I think this is an interesting choice because we know who Derek James has worked with. Errol Spence, Mel Charlo, now Anthony Joshua. And Anthony Joshua looked good in his last fight. He still looks beatable, but that may be more of an Anthony Joshua thing than a Derek James thing. And with Ryan Garcia, I think... If he's match made properly coming out of the Javante Davis thing, there are some really interesting fights on the horizon for him, regardless of whether or not he stays in that matchroom golden boy sort of stable or he ends up jumping somewhere else in the future. Yeah, I think this is a great move for a guy like Ryan Garcia because I felt like with Joe Goosen, we were getting a little bit more from Ryan Garcia, but he wasn't really hitting his full potential. And I think a guy like Derek James, we've seen what he's done with a guy like Errol Spence Jr. We've seen what he's done with a Jermel Charlo. I mean, these guys are world champions. And then you're taking on a former heavyweight world champion in Anthony Joshua. That's a crazy camp. The only thing I'm curious about is how Derek James is going to be able to handle all of that at once. But I right? mean... <laughs> 
he's one of the best trainers in the world. And I think this is really good for Ryan Garcia. I would like to see him stay with the trainer for a little while, though. I don't want him to stay with Derek James for, you know, two or three fights, kind of like how he did with Joe Goosen. I would like to see him build this relationship and kind of move forward with Derek James. And you mentioned it for Ryan Garcia at 140 pounds. There are some very interesting fights and there's even a possible title, a WBA title that Roley just won that I think Ryan Garcia and him could go head to head and that could be a blockbuster fight I think it's one of those things for Ryan Garcia where this move is actually going to probably be the most important move his career of his career because as you know right now everyone wants that oh because of money Mayweather but like you mentioned some of our favorite fighters also have losses on their record so Ryan Garcia proving that he's taking this a little bit more seriously when you go to a Derek James camp I mean, you're talking about, listen, I'm taking this seriously. I want to win. I'm rocking with Derek James now. And that's essentially what Anthony Joshua did as well. So I think this is a great move for Ryan Garcia. Any final thoughts on this Brian, um, Ryan Garcia, Derek James, and the camp that they have going on there? I would like to see that camp active. We haven't seen Jamel Charlo in a while. We haven't seen Errol Spence in a while. We just saw Anthony Joshua, and we'll probably see him again before the end of the year uh, one more time. Maybe twice, but probably once. Um, we'll see. I, I'm curious to see more than anything else, just how Ryan Garcia looks, what's going to be different about this, how much his defense in particular approves and being able to apply pressure and hit without getting hit. But then also what that first fight is going to be. When is it? Where is it <laughs> at this point? Because there's some questions about how much longer he's going to stay at Golden Boy. We got a couple comments about that from our watchers uh, and listeners about like, they don't think he's going to stay there for long. And after Oscar De La Hoya, I just sort of left them hanging at the presser. Maybe there's something to that, but ultimately just curious to see how long this relationship lasts and how Ryan Garcia comes back from his loss against Gervonta Davis, presumably at some point this year. Yeah. And I mean, apparently Oscar said he got death threats as we kind of mentioned before, <laughs> but nonetheless, I think this is a great move for Ryan Garcia. I actually do see him leaving Goldenberg promotions just because I feel like there's a little bit of a riff there because even after that fight against Tank Davis, uh, Oscar De La Hoya was like, yeah, you know, we got things in motion. And then Ryan was like, no, we don't have anything in motion right now. What are you talking about? So there seems to be, you know, <laughs> right. some miscommunication there. And after he just left Joe Goose, and I wouldn't be surprised if, after a couple of fights, maybe he leaves Golden Boy promotions. And I think this is something that could definitely happen. So very interesting for Ryan Garcia here at the Mandatory. We want to know what you think about Ryan Garcia joining the Derek James camp. Do you think this is good for him? Also, who would you like to see him fight next? Because that's probably one of the biggest topics at 140. Now, we got some other news. We had a couple of guests on the show. No big deal. Uh, Arnold Barbosa Jr., and Regis Progray. Now, why are these two connected as you're probably thinking right now? Well, Regis Progray was supposed to fight Liam Paro after, uh, you know, he's also signed to Matchroom. Mm -hmm. We all thought he was going to sign to top rank because it made the most sense. And then there was a tweet that came out by uh, Michael Benson, who is one of the best, of course. Uh, and he tweeted Regis Progray versus Liam Paro is off as Paro has pulled out due to an injury. Eddie Hearn has revealed. He said Progray will now likely defend his WBC super lightweight title against Arnold Barbosa Jr. on June 17th. But the deal actually hasn't been made, Brian. And there's been a lot of back and forth about this because Regis Progray is like, yo, Arnold, like you said, you wanted the fight. Let's fight. And Arnold's like, listen, the number's got to be right, though. It's also three weeks away from the fight. What are your thoughts on all of this? 
And Arnold Barbosa Jr., uh, he seriously wants this fight because when we talked to him earlier this year uh, in March or February, whenever that was, we asked him, who's the guy that you want to fight the most at 140? He said Regis Pro Ray. He said he wants that nice gold WBC title. <laughs> that golden green WBC title. And ultimately, I think Arnold Barbosa will be very competitive in that fight. So I'm hoping it comes together. And look, Arnold Barbosa kind of called Regis out. He said that, look, if he wanted to sort of fight all these big fights, he could assign to a top rank at ESPN where Arnold Barbosa is because the top 140 guys are there. And to this point, Teofimo Lopez and uh, Josh Taylor have a big fight coming up next month here in New York City. And that's going to be for one of the main titles at 140. And obviously, Arna Barbosa is there. Jose Ramirez is there. You know, to another degree, you have Richard Comey and Jose Pedraza, right? So you have a lot of top guys at 140. Subriel Matias, where's he going to go? Because there's talk of him potentially leaving PBC, maybe joining up with Matchroom, maybe signing to a top rank ESPN. And I told you, I think that for him, Bob Arum and top rank, they know they would know how to handle a Puerto Rican star. Subriel Matias. And I can tell you that from being Puerto Rican, obviously. And I think that would make a lot of sense. And then Regis Progray ends up signing to Matchroom, where you kind of look at the pathway for him to get a big fight in that Matchroom stable. And it's shaped up to be Liam Paro and then Jack Catterall after. And Jack Catterall has a fight coming up that he should win uh, a comeback fight and then fight Regis Progray after. Good fight. But would I rather see Arno Barbosa versus Regis Progray? Yeah. Would I rather see Jose Ramirez, which Regis, that's a fight that he did try to get and didn't quite come together. And even top rank uh, or Mark Kriegel in the interview, like asked Jose Ramirez about it. And we came away saying, hey, Jose Ramirez might have ducked that one. But at the same time, Arno Barbosa is somebody who wants to smoke. Right. And I think that this should be a fight that even if you can make it on short notice, make it happen because Arnold Barbosa stayed ready. He's been active. He already has a win this year. A really good win against Jose Pedraza, somebody yeah. who I think a lot of people just sort of overlook. And I think ultimately, you know, if you can make this fight come together, uh, it's going to be very interesting. I think Regis Progray will end up being the favorite when it comes to like the betting portion of this. But I want to see it because I think this would be arguably other than maybe Josh Taylor in the past, uh, Regis pro race toughest fight to date. hundred percent. And you know, I'm going to be perfectly honest with you when it got announced that Regis was going to fight Liam Paro. I was like, wait a minute. Didn't Arnold just announce that not too long ago. And WBO, Regis he said that the WBO ordered it for, for like a, um, a title eliminator. He posted it on his yeah, IG story. And I thought he was, it was on his like profile and everything that he was going to fight Liam Paro. And then Regis announced it. And I'm like, Hey, what's going on here? And then Regis <laughs> signs to matchroom boxing. And there's a big conversation like, yo, why is he actually signing to matchroom boxing when he has a bunch of guys he can fight at top rank. Now, there's been some back and forth. So I want to read this because this is something that Arnold Barbosa Jr. retweeted. And this is kind of about the deal that was going on with uh, Regis Progray. So obviously they announced that his first fight would be with Liam Paro on June 17th in New Orleans. And it said that top rank offered him a five fight deal, then a four fight deal with more money per fight than Matram had offered. The deal with top rank would have begun with the fight later in the summer against Barbosa Jr., which I guess this was known in the contract. Then it would have included a bout against Jose Ramirez and then one versus the winner of Josh Taylor and Teofimo Lopez. So there was a path for Regis. 
if he would have signed with top rank. And at this point, like when I explained the social media here and I kind of touched on it, Regis is telling Arnold like, yo, you wanted this fight. You said you wanted the smoke. Let's, let's do it. Right. And Arnold's like, listen, like you said that matchroom boxing was better for you business wise. So I'm letting you know, like the top rank deal that you turned down, you could have been fighting me. Right. Like if you took that deal, you would have been fighting me either way. So make sure the money's right. Make sure Eddie Hearn comes with the right number. And to be honest with you, I do kind of agree with Arnold Barbosa Jr. Because if he's taking a fight, by the way, he's got a weight cut three weeks. Got to get down to 140 pounds. I don't know how much he naturally is. He might be like 160 ish naturally like i don't know maybe we should like check with arnold and hit him up and be like yo what are you walking out walking <laughs> around naturally but i, I just i, I don't I, think it, he'll have a problem making weight no because he stays busy in the gym like yeah. every time you check out his social he's like he's in the right gym yeah. running running like at 5 a.m with his dog and stuff but i think for regis pro grade this is a fight that fans want to see because i continue to say it I think he is the best 140 pounder in the division. And I want to see him in massive fights because he is the most exciting fighter in this division. Yeah. And I think Arnold Barbosa Jr. though, actually poses this to be a really good fight because I actually have Arnold Barbosa Jr. in my fifth spot for top five. I think his performance against Jose Pedraza was showing everybody like, hey man, I pretty much dominated this dude. And this was a dude where... Jose Ramirez kind of struggled against a guy like Jose Pedraza. Now, that's another guy that I would like to see Regis get in the ring with, Jose Ramirez, or even Arnold Barbosa Jr. So I think this is actually a massive fight that if it does happen, the implications after the fight is going to lead to more bigger fights in this division. So I'm all for it. Let's see if the paperwork goes down. Let's see if these two guys fight in three weeks in New Orleans. <laughs> and if it does... I think that's really good for Regis Progray because, hey, man, now you're fighting a guy that we all want to see you fight. We want to see you in massive fights because you're one of the most exciting fighters in boxing. And for Arnold Barbosa Jr., he gets a title shot. And that's what we kind of want to see him get as well because Arnold Barbosa Jr. has earned it. And let's be serious, he's sneaky good. Like, I think a lot of people are sleeping on Arnold in this fight. And I think this actually turns out to be a very, very close fight. So hopefully it happens. Brian, any last words before we get up out of here? I think Arnold Barbosa looked more impressive against Jose Pedraza than Jose Ramirez did against Richard Comey. That's important to note. And it, even though he didn't get the stoppage. And I also think that in the case of Regis Progray and Arnold Barbosa, these are two guys who need each other, both in their 30s. Regis Progray, a little bit older his mid thirties. And while I don't think this fight would be like, you know, a pay-per-view that gets a million buys or whatever the case, the nerds are going to love it though. Like us boxing fans are going to love this fight. Right. And it's, it's one of the biggest fights you can make in that division. It will be Arno Barbosa's biggest fight easily. It would be one of Regis Progray's biggest fights and one that you could actually find. Because his last fight against Jose Zepeda, there were people complaining on my timeline about not knowing where to find it. And honestly, I couldn't blame him because I think yeah, that was Thanksgiving that was, weekend. That was, and that was a that was a you know very big fight though, too. Like a yeah. lot of people, that fight went under the radar. Look, but I don't I think this it. fight does. I don't think this fight actually does. Like, sorry to cut you off there, but yeah. sometimes I do that on this show. Um, but I was gonna say, um, I actually think this could be argued. Obviously, Tank and Ryan is like the biggest so far. But I think this could be argued because it's like low key so good. Mm -hmm. This is one of the biggest fights of the year if it gets made. Might not have the hoopla, 
but huh. it's still one of the biggest fights this year if it gets made. I'll, I'll tell you what, like at 140, it's one of the biggest fights you can make. Although at 140 is probably the second biggest fight of next month <laughs> if it gets made because there's yeah. another big fight that sort of that may dwarf it a little bit. But look, there's some controversy surrounding uh, Teofimo Lopez and some people don't think that Josh Taylor is uh, worthy of having that world title after the Jack Catterall fight. So yeah, don't say that. I was getting killed for that. I yeah, yeah. I, I, I said some people. I didn't say you. I didn't say me. I didn't say anybody. But ultimately, look, I hope that uh, Regis Progre, Arna Barbosa Jr. gets made. And I think that is, look, while Regis may be the favorite, I think that's close, closer to a 50-50 fight than some people will have you believe. I think it's a closer fight than Gervonta Davis versus Ryan Garcia. Because I was Hell going yeah. into that fight telling you, like, yeah, we're calling it a 50-50 fight, but it's really like a 60-40 fight, if we're being honest, and maybe even 65 Hey, man, 35. if he didn't have that rib injury, that's the <laughs> <laughs> But um, ultimately, I think, yeah. look, I think Arno Barbosa is, yeah, as you said, it's sneaky good. Somebody who needs a title shot is deserving of a title shot. He's damn near 30-0. and 0. Like, get him a title shot at this point. And he's willing to do it under these circumstances and go into New Orleans and do it. And I think it'd be great for Regis Progray to yeah. sort of take that fight and for Eddie Hearn and potentially Bob Aaron to come together and put it on. Like, yeah, let's make this fight happen. It's probably the best you can do on short notice. And it'll be a bit, it'll be a better fight and more interesting fight than Regis Progray versus Liam Paro. Yeah, honestly, so. like you just mentioned, it's the best you could do on short notice. Dude, this is a great fight on short notice. Yeah. Like, this is a way better fight. This is the fight that we wanted to see. And to be honest with you, I hope Arnold gets the right number that he wants as well. Because another thing is, like, these guys step into the ring every time and put their life on the line. And I think sometimes that gets lost because we forget how brutal this sport actually is. When yeah. you're in the ring, it's a dangerous sport. So, yeah, I totally agree with Arnold. Like, this could also potentially uh, be one of his biggest paydays. So, yeah, the number has to be right. So, Eddie Hearn, loosen up the change purse a little bit. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and pay the man. And also, then we get to see Regis Progray in a very massive fight. And that's what I want to see for him. I want to see him on a big stage in massive fights because he is one of the most exciting boxers in boxing right now. And, so against, and against a real challenger, against somebody who can really, like, because... With Jose Zepeda, for example, that was one where I was like, oh, it's a good fight, but Progray's going to win. This one, I'm kind of a little more like, yo, Barbosa could actually like bring it to him, but Progray, you know, once we get, if they make this fight, we can get into the whole analysis of it, but I think I think it'll be fascinating, and I think it'll be close, and I think both guys are going to come in there and really like try to win this fight with all they got, so I'm excited about that, if it happens. Yeah, for sure. And if you like the content, make sure to hit that like button. If you're watching on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. Make sure to follow us at the mandatory TKO to keep up with all of our content. And if you already have done all that, thank you so much for rocking with us. We appreciate the comments. If you have any on Regis Progray, Arnold Barbosa Jr., or even on Ryan Garcia joining the Derek James camp, drop some comments below. Uh, we'll get back to you definitely when we can, uh, you know, get back to your comments. But we appreciate you and uh, enjoy the fight this weekend to massive fights and uh, we'll be back soon.